Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. My name is Pete Wright. I am sitting here once again with Jay Christensen. Good morning, Jay. Hi, Pete. Uh, we have a project problem uh, today. We have an interesting one. I need some education on this. Uh, the, the card, the problem card itself says project priority between groups is a problem. Now, that reads to me saying that group, different groups in the organization are prioritizing a particular project differently. So where on one, one group may say, one key project group may say, this is project 200 out of 300 for us, and another uh, group will say, no, this is our number one project. How are you supposed to even get your arms around building a team when groups have such a disparate understanding of where the project is prioritized? Am I reading that right? Exactly, uh, and it's a common uh, problem. Uh, um, project priorities, I believe, is one of the most endemic problems in project management. Uh, it is a problem we continually run against. So where does it, where does it come from? Why, why has it become a problem? Uh, because, well, problem? Um, people, one, um, don't take, in some cases, a holistic view of all of the projects in the organization, a portfolio of project. Number two, if they did, prioritization is tough work. It is um, confrontive in some cases. It is uh, the kind of thing where it's kind of win-lose. It is a situation where we have trouble uh, marketing our conviction that this project is uh, something that is of very high priority where other people don't see it. So there's all kinds of contention around priority. This is a, a problem with organizations. Sometimes people don't like to face problems. Plus, uh, it is a very difficult process to make stick. So people kind of shy away from it. And by default, uh, priorities don't get established. And then uh, it falls down to the project teams dealing with this differing uh, set of priorities as, in, as is indicated on this problem card. So uh, that's what I think is the underlying scenario that kind of brings this up. Okay. Uh, there are few organizations, uh, very few, that one, have an inventory of projects, and that two, have those uh, projects prioritized with a whole number, and that three, have a capacity line. Okay, so that uh, let's let's start on that second point. So we'll we'll take for granted we'll take as an assumption uh, as a given that you know we need to have a list of, of projects, uh, but from there, how do you recommend we do a clean, uh, prioritized list of projects? You mentioned whole number. What goes into the thinking there? Yeah, uh, there's a couple of things here. First of all, um, there is some in some cases, depending upon the size of the organization, three classes of projects. There are projects that are done at the enterprise level. What I mean by that is that those projects are staffed with resources from across the organization. So they're enterprise-wide. Then the second class is division projects or um, business unit projects within an organization. And those projects are staffed within, uh, by people with, uh, that come from the departments within that business unit. And then there are department projects. And we can have a prioritization team at each level. For example, at the enterprise level, 
uh, there are a few number of enterprise projects. Those might be called the strategic portfolio projects. And those would be ranked and prioritized by a steering committee that reports to the president or CEO. Uh, this is uh, high-level people, very, very knowledgeable people, broad view of the organization. So that becomes the list of projects at the top of the inventory. And uh, those, are, of course, are numbered one through ten, or however many there are. Then their division projects fall in behind that. And uh, division projects then are prioritized by people, a uh, steering committee that uh, reports to the division general manager. And then uh, those projects fall in behind enterprise projects. And then below that, functional managers prioritize department projects. So uh, now, the, what goes in uh, to the prioritization? There's, it's a judgment. Uh, I've been all kinds of prioritization schemes tried, and uh, they just usually collapse of their own weight because they are too complex, too difficult to get everyone to buy in, too difficult to get everyone to understand the prioritization criteria, and it just begins to fall apart. So what we find works best is, first of all, to group the projects by major categories. This is like uh, categories might be uh, new business or new products. Another category would be enhancements to existing products. Another category would be regulatory or compliance. Another category might be facilities. So we're taking this huge inventory of projects, breaking it down by category. So we're dealing with a smaller number of projects. Then I, what really seems to work best is just judgment. Uh, the people that are doing the prioritization use their judgment. They discuss, they make their case, uh, they have some back and forth, and uh, they change their minds, they change other people's minds. But through judgment and through their understanding of the business, the understanding of the project, they're then able uh, to achieve a consensus of priorities. And that seems to work the best. Can you give me some thoughts on, you know, you talk about the people doing the prioritization. So I'm assuming these are high-level high folks in the organization uh, when talking about company-wide projects. Mm -hmm. uh, where do you stand on having a team do the prioritization, a team of executives doing the prioritization versus just having someone say, these are the priorities that we're going to be following oh. versus, you know, having that, that sort of benevolent dictator approach. Uh, right. <laughs> well, the problem of it is, is that uh, we end up with a situation where we do, uh, this is an exaggeration, but it gets across the concept. We do only projects that that person believes in. And that then makes a narrow list of projects. Uh, say, for example, this person um, just for example, this person is a hugely influential person in the facilities organization. So facilities projects are the ones that are done uh, at the exclusion of other projects. Okay. I saw this happen in one company here locally and um, uh, this was the inverse happened. There was a class of projects that were never done because people didn't believe in that organization. So they didn't get any projects done, and of course they needed to get some projects done in order to uh, keep themselves vibrant and alive and so on and so forth. So uh, what we can have is there are cases, even in the list of priorities, even with a team, there is a project or projects that are um, 
uh, done because of executive mandate. That's all there is to it. There's I'm, no I'm thinking specifically of, of a company like Apple Computer. I mean, it's sort of the legendary project list is Apple. It's defined by one guy. Yeah. Steve yeah. Jobs says, we're going to do this. Yeah. And yeah. everybody does those projects because right. the Steve said so. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that's kind of anomalous in the industry, but when you compare it to other, you know, computer uh, or uh, software hardware manufacturers, you compare it to the most likely comparisons, Microsoft, they, for many years, were all over the map doing projects that were, you know, all over the place with very little organization as opposed to the singular focus. Now, uh, there are, it seems like there are problems and and benefits to both approaches. Right. In fact, if there is that benevolent dictator approach, what will eventually happen is that people will see such a strong need for a project in their area that they will make a strong case to the dictator and uh, express to the dictator uh, why this project should be done. And then another person will do the same thing, and another person, another person. So we end up with people providing input about the priority projects anyway. So why don't we get these folks right. into a forum? It already is becoming a massive lobbying effort. So yes. yeah. right. why not put some organization to it? Exactly. Right. Okay. So then it be then it seems to me that there's a there's a third issue, which is once you have all the projects prioritized, it's a matter of now selling it top down to the organization. How do you go about communicating this now, this new project prioritized list? Oh, then uh, what we're able to do is make uh, uh, detractors into supporters because now what we are accomplishing is the projects in the right order that deliver the best bang for the buck in order to help the organization accomplish what it needs to. Plus, resource contention issues are not nearly as prevalent. There are not nearly so many battles or arguments over resources. And the projects get done more quickly. And team members are not uh, dealing with this conflict in priorities. Project managers are not dealing. The organization is, the, the morale, so to speak, of the organization increases dramatically because now we don't have all of these arguments on an hour-to-hour -hour basis about what is the number one priority of the hour. It's kind of like the school of fish syndrome. Without priorities, the organization swings to the priority at the moment. And uh, that then keeps everyone moving in a very chaotic fashion, which is, for most organizations, upsetting. Excellent. That's a, a great discussion, Jay. I uh, appreciate your insight on that and, and hope that we have uh, been able to provide some framework to uh, the questioner on, on how to, uh, to better uh, set and standardize on priorities between groups uh, across the organization. On behalf of Jay Christensen, I am Pete Wright. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Ask Cadence.